0: the epistle, let's read from Philippians in our continuing studies in Philippians Uh, still in chapter 1 so it's from Philippians chapter 1 beginning to read verse 27 Paul writes whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ then whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. But it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Since you were going through the same struggle, you have you saw I had, and now here I still have. Here ends the epistle reading. <clears throat> I'm going to preach this morning on the Philippians passage, and um, a bit on 1 Peter. We get time for that. We'll see how it goes. So, if you've got a Bible, do go back to Philippians 1:27. Just um, a couple of things on context first, before we look at the actual verses, verse by verse stuff. Uh, firstly, to say that remember the chapter and paragraph divisions in our Bibles are a little bit, sort of, they're not fundamental. The original text didn't have them in them. It just was one continuous thing. Um, putting in the verses and the paragraphs and the chapters was done later. And there's, in my head, if you're reading this section... It runs through until the end of verse 11 in chapter 2, but we split split it at the end. It's a different section, though, to the previous bit. It's sort of a break. The the last bit, Paul's been arguing that amazing verse that we looked at last week um, when he says, For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. And um, he's been talking about how he's in prison and there's your future's uncertain. I think it's what I said here uh, th- two weeks ago, actually. Present was difficult, future uncertain, friends turn against you. But what he does is rejoices because he knows that he's Jesus' follower and God's got it, basically. God's behind, uh, in charge. So he goes from that about himself uh, to talking about them. And this is, this is, I think the change from 26 to 27, the beginning of this passage. So he's talking now to the Philippines, saying, look, whatever happens to me, whatever, in fact, what happens to you, in fact, whatever happens. Uh, Laurie's um, at a wedding, his nephew's wedding in France this weekend, so he can't be here. Uh, uh, and he would say, you know, whatever means whatever. Right? Whatever happens. Stuff happens. Good stuff, bad stuff. Um, <laughs> cuddles from my grandson smash me, it's stuff. Sometimes it's my fault, yeah, it needs my fault, Lord, you're right, I just, sometimes I don't act my age, and I think I'm still 25, and I'm not, I'm sure the Holy Spirit, when I was praying about it, sort of said, you silly old star, 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 <laughs> some stuff I've got no control over, it Happens, just happens to me, it just comes along, good stuff and bad stuff, um, and whatever happens, Paul says, whatever, whatever the world throws at you, whatever the context is, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. What he's what encouraging and what's important for us is, is not the stuff that happens. No one ever promised that following Jesus was going to be easy. The sort of simplistic concept that, that if you become a Christian and you follow Jesus, life becomes smooth. You don't get afflicted by By uh, sleepless nights and smashed knees and and illness and and disappointment and all the stuff. Well, not the way it is. What is different is because we know that we're alive in him, because he lives in us. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain, as Paul would put it. Then the way I interact, the way I respond to the stuff that happens is completely different. Conduct yourself worthy. Think about that. Conduct yourself worthy, sorry, in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. The gospel, of course, that tells us that God loves us, that we're forgiven, that we're spiritually alive, that we are alive in the spirit, that we can see, we can speak to a father, loving heavenly father. The gospel that talks about love for all people, that talks about turning the other cheek, that talks about going out to the weak and the poor and the needy the gospel I suppose in the end that talks about uh, the fact that what matters in life is knowing Jesus faith in Jesus that's the way for life for life eternal all that stuff Paul's talking about when talking about the gospel of Christ what it is to be a Christian and these guys clearly are Christians they're clearly following Jesus in fact I think I've said before the last two or three weeks the whole letter of the Philippians is clearly a church that's pretty much on it. That's not the same level of telling off that are in some of the letters that Paul writes. They are doing this, but Paul encourages them to keep doing that. To respond to the things life throws at you in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. It's probably, I think, the key verse in a way uh, in, in this thing. Then when I, whether I come and see you or hear but my absence, he says, I will know you stand, hang on, Verse 20, still seven, isn't it? Long verse, 27. The people who put the verse breaks in, we're having a day off here. Um, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one, one man, but one person, for the faith of the gospel. There's a, there's a sort of sense here about, about the unity that's there, the unity that comes from the spirit, right? Same Holy Spirit. The presence, his presence in each one of us is what animates us, which gives us life and enables us to be uh, his followers, to see what he's doing, to pray in the spirit, to see in the spirit, to respond to what God's telling us to. So when stuff happens, whatever happens, I can say, Lord, what's going on here? And sometimes, you know, it will be just a trial. Yep. Yeah. Let's see how you respond to this sort of thing. Sometimes it will be. Yeah, this is the enemy at work here. We can uh, bind it, we can speak against it, take authority over it. But it's one spirit. It will be the same for the whole church. If a church is, is properly spiritual, then everyone, from you know, the vicar, and church wardens, down to the kids in junior church, I'm not sure that's a good trajectory, but anyway, whatever sweep you want, We'll be listening to the same spirit and therefore hear the same stuff. And so our corporate life will show a unity that comes from one spirit. One faith, he says. Contending as one, sorry, contending as one person, one man, he says. but um, That's the way the Greek is. Uh, for the faith. The unity, that, the unity of uh, a bunch of church, Philippians, us, uh, the unity that comes of, of doing it together, responding in the same way, so the stuff life throws at us. So that we as a church <coughs> conduct ourselves worthy of the gospel of Christ. Comes from the fundamental unity of Holy Spirit. And I think Paul is concerned for that. I don't think he's worried about it here in the sense he's not telling them offer it for it. But he knows that that's important to have that unity. And that gives courage, I'll just skip out with the verse 28 a bit. For it's been granted to you, verse 29, this is quite hard in a way. For it's been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. Since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. I'm going to be honest here and say, that I always find this theme in scripture, which is absolutely there in the gospel, one with Jesus in his resurrection in his life but also one with him in his sufferings that, that being a Christian is also being called to suffer for the gospel and I always find this difficult because excuse me because in reality I don't know if in the West we ever really know what that's like I mean I suffer because I've got a bad knee but that ain't I don't think what Paul was going through he's in prison for goodness sake about to be tried and possibly executed. And there are parts of the world, of course, where that is absolutely the case, where suffering for the gospel means actual you know, threat to livelihoods, to life, to friendships, because you're a Christian, because you're declaring them of Jesus. It may be that the West and our country is getting close to that. It may be that there are places and times Where if I declare I'm a Christian, I do get at least sort of I don't know weird looks. You really believe that stuff? You know the sort of are you sure you're sane? But even that I'm not sure. Is that is that is that suffering for Christ? I suppose it is because I don't like being people thinking of me uh, me being irrational and arbitrary and believing myths because it's true. But there are places, I think, in our world now where that is, where it's tending. Where you, you know, maybe vicars and preachers, there are people, aren't they? The sort of edges of it, you hear these stories of people who've stood up for their belief, faith beliefs, and been arrested or, or, or whatever, or had business closed down. Do you know what I mean? But it's often, it's like I say, it's only at the margins yet. And I wouldn't say that's universal. I suspect probably if I stood on a street corner, um, Injection boys and with a billboard thing, and shouted at people, Repent for the kingdom of God is here. I probably would be moved on and certainly laughed at. So, I was, I put this in me personally. You, you, you may have your own access to this stuff, but like I said, so I've always found the theme in the gospel about the fact we call to follow Jesus and to absolutely be forgiven, to be loved, to have the glory of the gospel, but also to suffer for him. But it's here. And wasn't it quite hard? I don't think there's any sense which you're looking for it and just offend people. It'd be daft. It'd be anti-the gospel, wouldn't it, entirely? But we live in a culture, or have lived in a culture, where it's been comparatively easy to follow Jesus. Um, these days, with um, electronic media. Uh, I had did have a WhatsApp from Laurie, who says, welcome to you all this morning. Um, so he's going down to breakfast in France. But I also had two or three WhatsApps from people who I know and support or pray for in Africa, and I'm sure Joe has as well, um, who are in a really tough place. My friend, Trinity, um, who's 22. I say he's my friend, he's my friend. I met him while I was out there last year, um, spent some time with him. He's doing an SU mission in the southwest of Uganda where about a week ago, um, gunman from DRC broke into, a, into a, a Christian school and while the kids were singing worship songs, gunned them to death. And that doesn't, it doesn't happen in Challengers I, if I go in and, and, and talk about Jesus. And so this, this is raw, I, I, I do not know exactly what the suffering was like for Philippians. I don't know what was happening to them. But, but, but Paul says, look, it's, don't take, when, 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 when bad, general bad stuff happens in the world, i bash my knee, I don't feel very well, my head is not with it, you just get over it. <laughs> whatever happens, respond to the, whatever happens in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. But when stuff happens that's specifically the enemy attacking us as Christians, when we suffer for Jesus, when it is stuff that's actually because we're Christians, you get this difference. Not just stuff in the world that caused, but, but where, for whatever reason, Paul's arrested because he's preached the gospel. The kids in the school were in Uganda, Trinity wasn't, th- thankfully, I suppose, near it, but was in the region and they'd been praying about it and sent me loads of stuff and texts. They, they were mown down because it was a Christian school. The, the, the reason why they were targeted because they were following Jesus. But when that happens, Paul says, rejoice. You've been called, listen to it. It's been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe, but also to suffer him. It's a positive, it's a great thing. That's a back, the gospel of Jesus, the kingdom of God is upside down be careful what you say now Chris because it wasn't you but you know Paul's saying if you suffer for Jesus that's fantastic you've been granted that it's a privilege when we try and when we try and feel we're getting attacked on on the building project by the community it's a privilege to suffer for Jesus it's not oh well, dear what's happening of course we know what's happening here the world is controlled by the enemy he's the prince of this world and he'll get us everywhere he can. When people, in my little case, when people sort of laugh at me and think I'm slightly irrational to believe in a God and a Jesus that rose from the dead. That's great. Bring it on. Been granted the privilege of suffering for Christ. So two things I just... Bring back and land on them. Whatever happens, conduct yourself worthy. Whatever happens. Th- respond to stuff in the way Jesus People shout at you, respond the way Jesus would. If things hurt, respond how Jesus would. Well, pray for healing, maybe. And when stuff happens that is clearly because we are Jesus' people, then just think it's great. Respond again in a manner of the gospel, but thank God that we've been counted worthy to cool and to suffer for his sake. Amen. How that lands for you, I don't know. I'm going to read, as I end, I'm going to read the text again, and then we'll say the creed. Let it flow over you, read it if you want. So whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. It is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved. And that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Amen.